Welcome to the Christian Conservative Podcast. CPAC 2021. We're going to talk about a few different uh, people that um, were up there speaking and gave speeches. And the last one we'll cover will be Donald Trump's speech, which was... Very, very, very awesome, and it was great to see President Trump back. All right, guys, other than talking about how President Trump is back and how awesome that is. Uh, Let's go ahead and and jump into some news here. Uh, Before we talk about uh, too much more of the CPAC uh, 2021, I do want to go ahead and talk about this um, COVID bill that was passed. I believe it was Thursday or Friday morning, something like that at 2 a.m. And it's the $1.9 trillion COVID bill right that's what they call it the covid bill right it's funny how that's what they're labeling it as but only nine percent of the 1.9 trillion dollars um actually goes to covid relief to the americans the rest of that money or part of that money i should say is going to bail out all these blue states that failed to run their state correctly um, during this pandemic and shutting down their businesses and crippling their economy. They're the ones that did that. It wasn't the COVID virus. They could have easily kept their businesses open uh, just like we did here in Florida. We closed for a very short time in a very, very short time. Uh, And we realized that, um, you know, we need to reopen. We need to get back to work. Um, the people in America want to work. We need to open the businesses um, because Americans want to get back to work. They want to do things. They need to do things. They need to work. We can't afford to sit at home for weeks and months and and now a year um, without any income. It just it, it, it can't work. We can't pay our bills. If we can't pay our bills, we're not stimulating the economy. If you don't have a stimulation in the economy, economy fails, and that's exactly what happened. That's what you guys have seen here, and primarily the blue states and how fast their state economy has crippled, which in return has really hurt the United States. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of unbelievable here that only 9% of this bill actually goes to we leave to Americans, but yet, you know, we, we had to get this passed. Um, I want to say that this, um, particular bill didn't require, um, some kind of signatures or something like that. So that's why they were able to pass it so quickly and the Democrats passed it. Oh, we did have, um, no, on this one, I think we didn't, I don't think we had any Republicans that, um, 
and voted for the, this in favor of this bill. I'll have to go back and look at that. But uh, regardless of if they did or not, um, it's ridiculous. And if we did have any Republicans that voted for this bill, we need to get those Republicans out in 2022. So let's go ahead and transition right on into our topic here which is going to be about the first speaker that I want to talk about, and that's Christy Nome, which is the governor of South Dakota. And man, oh man, is she fired up and a great governor. This particular governor here, despite all the pressure that they were given to shut their state down, she decided that it's not regov- it's not the government's place or responsibility to tell American adults how to live or how not to live their lives so actually South Dakota never shut down the businesses or their churches during this uh, pandemic she left it completely up to the residents there of South Dakota um, if they were going to work or not shut down wear a mask not wear a mask uh, so they never locked down they never did a mask mandate uh, she's stating that their hospitals were never full and uh, the schools are back open and weren't closed any longer than uh, what they normally would for their break. So all their kids are back in school. Everybody's working there. Um, I guess she was saying during her speech here at the uh, CPAC that Dr. Fauci told her that her worst days she'll have 10,000 people or more. And the hospitals due to the infection rate because they're not locked down and they're not wearing masks. Um, she's stating that on her worst day, or the hospitals were just a little over 600 people in the hospital. Which, uh, you know, let's make it very clear, you know, that's not good. 600 people um, in a hospital is is bad, but at least it wasn't 10,000 people. Uh, obviously... Uh, Mr. Fauci there was a little wrong. You know, I'll probably get in trouble for that. He's Dr. Fauci, but whatever. He doesn't really seem like much of a doctor to me these days. He flip-flops on everything he says. So, you know, I can't really trust him too much. But, uh, but yes, yeah, 600 people in the hospital at the worst time. You know, not bad. Not bad for a state that never locked down. Never did a mass mandate. All businesses and churches were still open. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, one is too many, uh, but that's what happens when, um, another country sends us their problems and then we have a president in office that wants to deal with it and take it and, and let everybody know that China sent us this virus. And now we have the Democrats in office that just say that, um, Simply, China has a different style of culture than us, basically, right? That's basically what he said when it was brought to his attention about the um, issues going on over there in China with the um, work camps and all that kind of stuff. So, he said it's merely just a difference in culture. Unbelievable. The United States of America doesn't stand for that. Our president shouldn't stand for that. And that's exactly why we need to get him out of office in 2024 and get a Republican back in. And that's exactly why in 2022, during our mid-elections, we need to get all of the all of the all of the 
bad Democrats out, which, you know, not all of them are bad, you know, some of them are decent people, I I would imagine, but, uh, you know, we need to break up their party as best as we can, we need to win more seats in the House, and we as Republicans need to stick together, just like the Democrats do, they are very, very good at that, and a lot of people talked about this during the uh, CPAC speeches, is how good the Democrats are with sticking together to make sure that they get their agenda done, and done as quickly as possible, so, but, uh, yeah, back to Chrissy, no, what a, just a, what a great governor, you know, she, she knows, she knows what's about, and she gets it, she gets it, man, and, and that's exactly the kind of people that we need here, and the Republican seats, um, in the conservative party as, as, as well as people that get it and that aren't afraid to stick to their guns when they're getting a lot of pressure from the left, especially when they're in a Republican seat. We need to make sure that they're staying true and fast to their values as a Republican and as a conservative. So kudos to you, Christy Nome, uh, for keeping your state and running operations and keeping them safe I mean, and uh, ultimately just giving them the information, information that they need and letting them make the determined factor for themselves, you know. Okay, great. COVID is spreading rapidly now. Maybe I'll wear a mask when I'm in the store. Maybe I won't, you know. I don't know, depending on you. But, you know, if you're under a certain age and healthy, you know, your survivor rate's like 99%. So, pretty sure you'll be okay. But again, I do want to make it very clear that this is a deadly virus. It's nothing to laugh or joke about. It is killing people. It's just simply not killing as many people as they want you to believe. And the survival rate is a lot better than they want you to believe. Uh, So if you do get it, more than likely you're going to be okay as long as you don't have any underlying conditions you know, that are going to put a major hinder into things. Obviously, if you have heart problems or lung problems, um, you know, this virus would be very dangerous to you and you need to take every precaution possible to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. So just make sure you're thinking of that when you are out and about and if you have people in your family that have those issues or not.
Alrighty, so uh, moving on to the next topic here. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, Sarah Huckabee. How about that? Her letting us all know that she's going to be running for uh, governor in her state in uh, 2022. Which I think is absolutely fantastic to hear. Um, if you read her book, um, it's a great book, by the way. I highly recommend it if you haven't read it. Uh, it's called Speaking for Myself. And uh, obviously she wrote it herself. And it's about the time she spent in the White House as a press secretary. And um, it talks a little bit about also how close she got to um, Donald Trump. And how he really is, you know, behind the scenes. And it really opens your eyes up to really how Donald Trump really is. And how he really treats his staff, which is uh, fantastic. Uh, but anyways, um, so yeah, she's running for governor in the state of Arkansas in uh, 2022. And uh, I have a very, very strong feeling that she's going to win. And she's going to win in a landslide. And it's going to be fantastic. Because I loved her as the press secretary uh, the whole time that she um, was there in the White House. She absolutely took no BS from any of the fake news or the liberal news. Um, she calls them out and lets them know and points the facts out why they're wrong. And just just shuts them down. And it's just wonderful. I believe she's going to be a huge asset for the Republican Party uh in the um in government there and she's gonna help really get this country back on the right track on where it's supposed to um be so if anybody is listening and they're in the state of arkansas and it's before 2022 make sure that uh you really look into sarah huckabee i'm not going to tell you who to vote for i'm just saying if she was running for governor uh in arkansas and i lived in arkansas i would be voting for her over anybody else um because she needs to win and she needs to get into the government there and she will do great things for your state and for the people living in that state so she gets it she really gets it and she gets what needs to be done and she understands that we have so many people stacked up against us that just want to see not only us fail, but the country fail, and they so badly want to turn it into a socialist or communist country, and we cannot let that happen, guys. We need to fight for our freedom and protect our freedom at all costs. We need to protect our Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all of that. It was given to us for a reason. The Founding Fathers knew that at some point in time, the government was going to try to get too big, and we're not only at that point, but we've exceeded that point in history and we need to get it back to where it needs to be which is small government and to where the government works for us not the other way to where we work for the government we need to get big tech we need to knock them off of their pedestal and get them back where they need to be if not we need to sanction the hell out of them um that way they can't continue to silence people um which is totally against the second i'm sorry the first amendment their freedom of speech um you know, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. I don't care if you're a hard leftist, hard right, whatever the case is. If you want to talk, you should be able to talk. Um, you know, that's the nice thing about freedom of speech is we're able to talk about whatever we want to talk about whenever we want to talk about it. That's the God-given rights that we were given, and that's what we need to keep. So, 
With that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into the next person here that we want to talk about. And that is uh, Maj Tori. Um, he was not only a guest speaker at the CPAC, but he also brought in a lot of other people and basically kind of did a panel. And um, I think that was such a great thing that he did and such a great idea that he brought to CPAC. Um, because what they all talked about and what they all said, um, hit the, hit the, uh, nail right on the head, so to speak. Um, so basically he was, he started, started it off with saying, you know, this is going to be an awkward conversation type of deal. It's going to be an awkward time, uh, for everybody here in this room because we're going to give all some cold, hard facts um, which is just, I mean, it's facts. Um, so in case if anybody doesn't know, um, he is a person of color. Um, so he is a black man and, um, his whole panel, um, were, uh, black individuals except for one, which was a Hispanic. And basically he's going around asking them questions on, you know, how, how can the Republican or conservatives do better at getting their vote? Because there are Republicans and conservatives in the um, minority communities. And, you know, we just don't know how to properly um, talk to them or mainly basically recruit them, recruiting them into the Republican Party. Right. So um, a few people said it very well. And um, it just made so much sense when 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 they said what they said. And I'm going to tell you what they said here in, in just a minute. But, uh, you know, if you really have just just think about this for a minute when I let when I tell you it, think about it with an open mind. Don't 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 jump to nothing. And if you do that, you'll get it. And you need to get it because this is the only way the Republicans are going to win in the future, right? So, to get the minority count or their vote or recruitment, however you want to look at it, I like to look at it as a recruitment, right? Because we need to recruit them into our party. And then once we have them into our party, we need to retain them. But it's not something that we have to do because they already believe in the same things that we believe in. We just need to go out and get them, right? But the way to get them is you got to know how to relate to them, how to talk to them. You know, you can't uh, basically, you know, you can't send somebody that is from, you know, say super upper class, you know, millionaires type of people and send them into the poverty areas and expect them to be able to talk to these people and to relate to them because it's not going to happen. They live two totally different lifestyles. And they speak totally different, you know, it's, they're, they're saying the same message, but just the way it, it comes out or comes across, it just, it comes out a different way, you know, and you, and you just can't relate to it. And I totally get it because I grew up, um, you know, when I was younger and the lower class, um, and then luckily, you know, my parents got pretty decent jobs 
and uh, we ended up kind of just getting to the middle class, but we never were anything more than just the middle class, which there's nothing wrong with the middle class. I love being in the middle class because you get the best of both worlds, right? Um, so if, if, if you get in the, in the upper class, you know, you really lose out on a lot because it just goes back to not being able to relate, right? Like, so like, I love being able to relate to just about anybody in, in this world. It don't matter who you are. I can basically relate to you because of how I grew up and how I was raised. Um, but that is so true. Like you got to know how to relate to people and how to talk to people to be able to recruit them and to get them into your party. So that's the main focus that the Republican and the conservatives need to think about is that we, uh, is that know how to relate. So when we're going out there and, and, and recruiting and trying to get votes, we know how to relate that message to everybody that's in our party. We can't just have a, just a simple one message fits all type of people because it, it just doesn't happen. Um, and that's just not the way that the world works. Um, so I thought, I thought, I thought that was huge, you know, and, um, I just give a huge kudos to Maj Tory and the whole panel that he brought out because they weren't holding back and they were, and they were telling, telling us how we were failing them and how we, how we can make it better right like so like why do they need to be coming and not impounding down the republican doors or the conservative doors you know it should be a two-way street they should be pounding our doors down and we should be pounding their doors down right but instead all that they hear from majority of the time are these damn democrats and um some of them like to hear from them and and, and some of them don't and the ones that don't it's not fair to them that that they don't have their party knocking down their doors only they're knocking down our doors so let's keep that in mind everybody when we're sending our messages out and talking to people uh, make sure you're sending the right person to the right area at the right time that can really get your message across uh, you'll be a lot more effective that way and we'll be able to get a lot more people into the republican party into the conservative party and ultimately translate that into more votes on the ballots and on the vote day um so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on now to which is going to be our last topic for today, and that's going to be the uh, President Trump speech. Man, did he deliver a wonderful speech, and I loved listening to the whole hour and 50 minutes of it, um, I believe is what it was, and um, everything he was saying was so true and factual. Um, you know, it, it it's funny that he's going to have a... a like recruitment office basically right so like his whole his whole thing what he was what he's doing is basically trying to vet and recruit republicans uh for the 2022 election and start endorsing people or at least know who he's going to endorse that way when it gets close to these midterms uh we can get republicans and conservatives voted in and um keep the Republican seats and also take some of the Democratic seats as well and um, really turn this into a Republican majority here, uh, take back over the House, fire Nancy Pelosi, which is ultimately the main thing that we want to do, right, is we need to get rid of her. She's a huge uh, thorn in the side 
she's a huge racist and bigot and one-sided she can do things but nobody else can do it you know a simple fact you know during covid oh you can't go out nowhere but i can go to the salon and get you know my nails done and my feet done or whatever it was that she wants done and then when the owner speaks out about it what do they do they try to silence her you know just absolutely ridiculous it can't be a two-way street and you need to be exposed for everything that she does and she's a complete fraud she's ruining this country um and we need to get her out along with all these other democrats that are just absolutely ruining our country and they're trying to turn everybody against us and say we're the we're the liars we're the ones that are giving the false news um but in reality it's really them um so, but anyways, the uh, Trump speech there. So he's going to be doing his recruitment um, and vetting these um, candidates that want to run for office for the for the Republican seats. And you know, it's not going to be no easy easy task. You know, it's not like he's just going to let anybody come in or come through. So you know, it's going to be a great process. And you know that whoever he endorses is gonna is going to be a great candidate, and that's a candidate that all the Republicans and conservatives should be voting for. Also, do your own research too. Make sure make sure everything lines up. I'm not saying Donald Trump's going to be lying about anything, um, but quite honestly, I've gotten to the point where I don't trust anybody. You know, I'll listen to you. I'll, I'll I mean, I'm gonna believe what what you say until I have other reasons not to. Um, but I'm definitely gonna do my own research. There, right? Check it out. Make sure that it really is what they say that it is. Um, so. Another thing he said too that um, really just uh, hit home, and for me, and it really should have hit home for a lot of uh, Republicans if it hasn't hit home already. A few people touched on it during the whole CPAC 2021, and that's Republicans need to stick together. Um, we need to be uni- united as one. That is one thing that Donald Trump says that the uh, Democrats do extremely well is no matter what, they always stick together. And they always vote on the same thing, and they always agree on it, right? So, in other words, as Republicans have to get better at sticking together, you know, put bills together that all everybody agrees with. That way, when it goes to the House, all the Republicans are going to vote for it. There's not going to be no flip-flop. If you notice, you know, in almost majority of the time, 100% of the Democrats vote for a bill that the Democratic Party put up. Um, and then, you know, there's, and with that being said, it should be to where all Republicans vote against that bill, right? If it's truly a bad bill, we need to vote against it. We don't need to have five or five or so people in our party that are going to vote against us and with the Democrats on things, especially if it's, especially if it's a bad bill. I mean, we need to, uh, we need to be calling that out and we need to make sure that we have people in the Republican Party that are going to be willing to call it out when it's foolishness. We need to have, as uh, Trump would say, we need to have Republicans that have steel steel for spines. You know, basically, they're going to stay upright and they're going to um, let you know what they believe and why they believe it. And they're not going to back down to anybody, especially not no Democrats. They're not going to be pressured into doing something that they don't want to do or that they that they don't believe in just because they're taking on extreme pressure from the democrats and one of the 
top Republicans I can think of that come straight to my head right now that is a good example of this is Governor Ron DeSantis of the state of Florida. He takes no BS from anybody, not any of the media, not anybody from the Democratic Party. He will tell you what he thinks no matter what and why he thinks it and what he's going to do and what he's not going to do. Um, based on his beliefs, not because he's being pressured into doing something. And I can only give him huge kudos. He's been one hell of a governor for the state of Florida, and I hope he doesn't go nowhere anytime soon because nobody in the state of Florida wants to lose Ron DeSantis. He's just doing that great of a job. Uh, There's a few people in the uh, Florida Congress that we need to uh, change out and get rid of. Possibly if they can't uh, get their act together. Um, but I think it's about time for Charlie Chris to go ahead and hang up his reins for the state of Florida. Uh, he is now a full-blown Democrat. And his beliefs are getting kind of crazy. And we need to get him out before he starts trying to damage Florida in any kind of way. Um, that's one person I can think off the top of my head that we need to go ahead and get rid of. Um, and we'll be looking at some of the other ones and we'll start exposing them as well as we start getting a firm belief on that's who we want to go ahead and replace here at the Christian conservative podcast group. Uh, that's where we're going to let you guys know is where we stand out on all these topics as we make our decision on who we're going to be most likely voting for in the 2022, um, midterms still a good ways away, but Again, you know, a year goes by extremely fast. We've seen how fast 2020 went by, and that was a shitty year. Uh, Excuse my French on that, but it was just a horrible year. Almost nothing was going right. Um, So the only thing that went right for Florida in in, in, uh, 2020 were a couple things. is We had a great governor, and we weren't locked down for uh, very long. Actually, we were never really lockdown more of like a shelter in place but if you were Accenture worker you could still go to work um it's not like everything came to complete halt here in the state of florida thank god the grocery stores got a little crazy i will say that toilet paper and that kind of things and uh paper towels and meats and all that kind of stuff was uh kind of hard to come by when the pandemic first started happening and all the shelter in place stuff was first being talked about and i kind of get it now looking back people People just didn't know what to expect, but it's kind of hard to believe when I lived in state of, when I lived in the state of Florida my whole life, and um, I've been through a lot of hurricanes, and I've never seen the stores sold out as much of the stuff during a hurricane than it was sold out during this pandemic when it first started happening. So, pretty interesting on that, especially when everybody's crying, they don't got no money, but um, stores are completely empty. Again, luckily for the state of Florida, essential workers were able to work and we had a a wide variety of um, job titles that were labeled as essential workers. So kudos to our state and uh, everybody that was involved in making that go on. Uh, One thing that Donald Trump did not you know, come out and say is, is, is he didn't say he was running for president in 2024. Uh, I say that there is a 98% chance that we're going to see his name end up on the ballot in 2024. But I really do believe it's going to depend on these 2022 elections. If the Republicans can 
take over the House and fire Nancy Pelosi, I'm almost willing to bet you with 100% certainty that Donald Trump will run in 2024. But if the Republicans fail to take over the House and the Democrats keep the House or take more seats, then I don't think we will see a Donald Trump campaign in 2024 for president. Uh, just because I think um, if the Democrats do hold the House, um, I know they don't really um, determine on who becomes president. But I think it's going to be extremely hard for a Republican of any nature to become president. I just don't think he's going to want to go through um, any of that BS again. But we shall see. He did hint around it multiple times about um, the 2024 uh, president run. He also said something about one of the greatest presidents returning back to the White House and said, I wonder who that would be. Who would that be? Who do you guys think that would be type of deal? So um, I do think that there's a good opportunity to where he will run for president. And if he does run for president, I think there's a really good chance that he's going to win a presidency again. Uh, let's face it. He won the last election. It was a complete rig and fraud. But we're going to move on. We're going to work on things to fix the election process. That way, moving forward, we know we got a true and fair and legit legal election going on. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm super excited to see what happens in 2022 at the midterms. I'm super excited to see what happens in 2024 for the president candidates. Um, but I think we're going to go ahead and end the show at that note. And um, I really appreciate everybody coming out and listening to the podcast and recommending us if you've been doing that. If you haven't been doing that and you know anybody that would like the content, please recommend us and help spread the word. We are a new podcast and we are trying to get our name out there and become something special here. So, um, yeah, I hope everybody has a great day. God bless you and take care. We'll see you on the next one. Okay, folks, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the podcast of the Christian Conservative Podcast. I really appreciate you guys coming out and giving us all the support that you guys have been providing. And we'll catch you guys on the next podcast.